All right, everybody, you have just tuned in to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And I am very proud to say that 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh will be our podcast host for the next 12 months. Just uh, communicated, if you will, with Mr. Del Reed of 26 Shirts and uh, very thrilled for the third straight year. They will be our podcast sponsor. And so we're very, very excited about that. And Dell is as good a people as it gets. Make sure you definitely stop by the website and pick something up. But you know what? I'm going to mention that later in the podcast. So let's get to what you're here for, which is as the Steelers turn or whatever soap opera you want to throw in there, because that's what it is right now. And with me to discuss that are uh, Mr. C, Nick, and Mr. Ben. Um, Two gentlemen on opposite ends of the American continent. Gentlemen, how are you this evening? Fine. Pretty good. We won't be on the opposite for long. Yeah, you're moving to Vegas, aren't you? What's that? Was this breaking news? I need a breaking news soundbite here. (laughs) Chris is moving to Vegas. He's going to become a Raiders fan. He's oh, going to start writing for Raiders Wire. I'm, I'm trying to meet Mike Mayock and then just become his um, adopted son and then climb through the ranks. That's oh, not a bad what, idea. What a gig that would be. I like your strategy. Uh, yeah. Mr. Mayock, do you need more coffee? Mr. Mayock, Mr. Mayock, do you need, do you need cream oh. for your coffee, Mr. Mayock? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, not a bad gig, but uh, Vegas. Okay, well, uh, you know, you'd well, you know to see the for Mayock, is that all, all of his rankings are out there. All of his, what he thinks of the players and everything, they're all already out there. So he knows, or uh, you know, everyone in the league yeah. knows who he likes. He had Mason Rudolph very high on his list. Um, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Are you suggesting of, uh, that there's a possible trade in the works between the Raiders and uh, Steelers for Mason Rudolph? <laughs> um, no, but teams can use that against him and the Raiders. Um, oh, going- Definitely, definitely. It sucks. For uh, him, yeah. yeah. So uh, at some point, you know, you'll uh, you'll be out there in Vegas and probably watch the Steelers come out there and lose. Uh, at ten a.m. They do when they, when You're gonna they love the, morning the games, man. They're uh, awesome. You get breakfast, uh, I, I, then you have a little yeah. whiskey with your breakfast, and then you have morning games, and then you get done, and you have like the whole day to do whatever you want. That would be pretty cool. It's I have cool as hell. Yeah. I mean, a one o'clock game for you starts at 10 a.m., right? Yep. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Uh, anyway, we're we're kibitzing about all kinds of stuff here. Uh, let's get to the latest. Uh, okay, so God, I don't even know where to begin with this crap. Uh, Antonio Brown um, has yet to communicate with his head coach or his boss, Mr. Art Rooney II, uh, and we will reach day 14 of that streak coming up on Sunday. That's the last time anybody has uh, heard from him, despite numerous text messages and phone calls. Um, and and thankfully, uh, AB took some time out today to share a little Instagram post with he and one Mr. Ocho Stinko. Uh, they were having cigars or something, and, and uh, AB was kind enough to tell us that he's going to address this whole situation soon. So all I know positives. I feel better. All positives. All positives. All positives. Um, geez, oh, man. Uh, Chris, right now, as we sit here on January, I look at my watch, 11th, do you think Antonio Brown is in the black and gold of the Pittsburgh Steelers 
next year? Um, it's tough to say, but it really seems like Art Rooney is just honestly fed up, and yeah. with you know with AB and you know Dupree's comments with you know, AB and Ben having heat together, um, you know, that's not good. Uh, but yeah, Art Rooney's comments about he can't envision AB uh, being a Steeler. That's mm-hmm. um, that's rough times. That is rough. Uh, it's not good for AB. And it seems like since then, AB is kind of trying to backtrack a little bit and kind of just yeah. say, hey, everything's okay. Because um, maybe he doesn't want to you know, be the next Mike Wallace where you go to Miami with Ryan Tannehill throwing you the football and your crew is a downward spiral, um, which very much – very may well happen if he's traded to the wrong team. Uh, so I honestly, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine today. Uh, I told him, I just don't see him being a Steeler in 2019. I just don't. Okay. All right. As, as of today, that's, that's what you're thinking, Ben, what is your thinking as of today? Not, not in a couple months, but as of today, what do you think uh, happens with Brown for next year? I don't know. I have no idea, man. Uh, I think it's a 50, 50 shot. Uh, yeah. I don't think that Art's fed up. I think that Art is using the only outlet he has available to him, the media, to get AB's attention. It's sad that it's come to this, but AB's not talking to anybody, so mm-hmm. it really falls on him that these conversations are being had out in the public. And him him saying, you know, it's hard to envision him as a Steeler next year at this time is him basically saying, this guy's not talking to us, so it right. is hard for me to envision him being here because I haven't heard from him, and until I do, I can't tell you what's going to happen. So, you know, if his last communication with us is his final communication, then, yeah, he's not going to be here. Uh, if we have another conversation, maybe things will change. Um, I, I told you this earlier today, Mark. I, I want to... Mm-hmm. I want to believe this is just a childish temper tantrum and that he's embarrassed and that eventually he's going to come back with his tail between his legs and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. There were some things that I didn't appreciate that happened, but, you know, I didn't handle them the right way. Um, There's a right way and there's a wrong way to deal with those things. And I, I wish that I had dealt with them differently. But, you know, I'm here, I'm back, I want to be here. But A.B. makes it difficult to do that because he's, he does. he's not talking and he's doing silly things like the James Harrison interview, mm-hmm. exclusive interview nonsense, which he now says is a joke. And, you know, he gets on IG today, Instagram today, and says that he's going to uh, he's going to do he's going to address all the speculation soon and that it's going to be all positives and nothing but love and all that. It, it, Mm-hmm. You know, but but then well, he, by the same token, he does the thing where he he posts the picture of he and Art shaking hands when he was signed to that contract, right? And 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 what was the caption? Good business. Hashtag good booming. Biz- booming. Well, what does that mean? Is that is that an olive branch or is that well that was good business? It's over with. See you later. <sighs> Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people took it in either one of those two ways, and because he continues to either not speak to the right people or when he does speak, it's almost in code. Uh, nobody really knows what the hell he's talking about. Um, and, and, you know, here's something, and, and Chris, I'll ask you this. 
you know, there, there's been all this talk about, you know, he had a, a run in with with Ben in practice or something. Why doesn't that bother me? Because this is not the first time that I've heard of a quarterback and a receiver being on two different pages in practice and running into each other a little bit, you know, Hey, you didn't, you didn't run the right route. Yeah. Well, screw you kind of a thing. I mean, I've heard of this many times. Why is this such a big deal, Chris? Uh, it's, that's tough to answer. Um, I think that, you know, if you're running the wrong route, you know, you've been there since your rookie year, you know, the playbook, mm-hmm. you should be running the right, right route to your, you're supposed to be setting an example for the young guys like Juju, especially uh, James Washington, that you know exactly what you're doing. You follow uh, Amy's footsteps and you, you end up where he is. Well, if you're going to do that, um, you run the wrong route and you can't do that. Uh, I, I think that if a run in did happen with that, with the wrong route and practice and, and Ben was just fed up. It was probably after a loss. It was probably after, yeah. um, you know, I'm not sure when it happened. But it was probably at a point where Ben was just like extremely fed up and, and not happy with the way things were going. And um, you wanted the offense to be at its best and mm-hmm. you know, AB out there run the wrong route. Isn't, you know, isn't showing that. It was after the but, Saints game. So yeah, I think there was some frustration there. You're right. Oh, it had sure to be. That, yeah. Yeah, you know, even though I mean they both had big games uh, th- that that day in in New Orleans, but beside the point, um, it. How do I want to go with this question here, though? I mean, if if let's just throw it out there because everybody wants to talk about this. Um, oh, geez, what what do we get for AB? What would we get? And and Ben, you you put out a great tweet today about you know this is not Madden on your PlayStation or your Xbox, okay? There are people that assume that the Steelers are going to walk away with three first round draft picks and two starting linebackers. I mean, it's, there, it's just that. there. It's there hilarious. is a guy who put out a scenario, and I'm not going to mention who, but he, right, he right. said trade trade with the 49ers for the number two overall pick. Okay, yeah. that's not going to happen. All right, the Niners. Yeah are not dumb. It ain't going to happen. Okay. And then, uh, trade them, then draft, uh, draft a corner. Yes. The number 20 pick and then sign. Um, Oh, I can't remember who it was. Wasn't Alexander. Wasn't Quan Alexander. It was, uh, CJ Mosley. It was CJ Mosley. Yeah. Yeah, Sign CJ Mosley. Boom, boom, boom. Problem solved. Well, right. It doesn't just come together that yep. easily. It's not that simple. And, you know, actually, you mentioned that tweet. Somebody shot a, a, something else back at me, and, and, you know, they were like, yeah, but it's fun. Okay, that's true. It is fun. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. Yeah. It, it's fun to talk about those possibilities and, and run them back and forth. But then when they don't happen, don't say the Steelers are stupid or lazy or <laughs> Colbert wouldn't get off his ass and do, you know, your plan. Mm. Because your plan – was ridiculous right sorry well so ben it just, just what do you realistically think that that a team would give up for antonio brown right now maybe a first and a player tops um yeah probably more like a first but it won't be it won't be a top 10 pick it will not be a top 10 pick for sure he's gonna hmm. be 31 years old he's yeah. still still a very very productive receiver um, but he ad libs. It's going to take some time for a quarterback to get on the same page with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ben has that with AB, but that's something that's developed over yeah. 
years. It's not something that you can get together with a quarterback and put together, you know, in a short period of time. I'll just give you an example. A.B. always thinks he's open when there's a backup quarterback in for the receiver, for the Steelers. And mm-hmm. the, the backup quarterback doesn't throw A.B. the ball. You know why? Because A.B. is not where he is supposed to be. A.B. is running A.B. routes as opposed to yeah. what the offense has drawn up. And Ben knows that. He's like, okay, well, A.B.'s doing his thing. Oh, there he is. Boom. He throws him the ball. And it's just it's just kind of a dance. These guys, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. understand. That's a good way other. to put it. They, they can do it because they've worked together for so long. It's not that simple for a guy who doesn't know A.B., doesn't practice with him every day, hasn't played games with him. It's going to be a while if he gets traded before he becomes really productive again. But he's super talented, no question. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine him going to, like, a Buffalo dealing with a second-year quarterback? <laughs> Who's not that good? Know. Right. I just – I mean, it just cracks me up to think of some of the possibilities. But, um, it, you know, we, we could talk all day uh, about Brown, and, and, and I really don't want to do that. I, I'm i with you guys. Uh, as of right now, I think there's a very strong possibility he could be gone. But there are two months until the, the 2019 season calendar kicks in. Uh, almost two months to the day, actually. And uh, there's a lot of things that can happen. Fences can be mended, uh, but but it can get worse, too. So I'm just going to take the wait-and-see approach right now. There's there are some, you know, some other factors as well. I mean, this is a really good wide receiver class, and some mm-hmm. teams might not want to give up their first-round pick because they want to go with a youth, a guy that um, they are going to scout and really like and fall in love with. And um, don't want to you know, deal with some of the antics that come along with Antonio Brown. Uh, ben says he's going to be 31. I don't agree with that. He has the mindset of a 15-year-old. His body's probably around 23. So how can you say? <laughs> no. So no. nobody knows what OAG is. Um, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you see some, you know, a guy like uh, Larry Fitzgerald, he's, um, you know, he, he's getting in his upwards of uh, his mid-30s. He's still yeah, he's playing. Yeah. Um, what do you really realistically t- um, ask for for Antonio Brown? I mean, Amari Cooper just got a um, you know first round pick for him. Round, right? He is a lot younger, but the yeah. difference in talent is um, is is pretty uh, is a pretty big distance between the two. Um, so I think you start with you start with um, you know a, a first round pick, and you also ask for a third or. Um, you know, third and a conditional something. It's just you know, just you start there, um, and hopefully you get a first round pick, um, in the you know a third or a fourth. Right. If right. you put it in perspective, you're asking for a first round pick. That means that that team is drafting Antonio Brown right now for that pick, and then they're also throwing in a third or fourth. You know, how valuable is that third or fourth in in today's NFL? How many third or fourth round picks really pan out to be? Mm-hmm. worth it to not get Antonio Brown. So I think that they can make that argument and um, and really pull it off to be something that would, would help the Steelers. And if the Steelers are going to get a backwards half of the first-round pick um, for them, you know, is that really worth it? it, it it's tough uh, you know, with, with this class and uh, not a good linebacker class. It's a good corner class. Uh, the, the needs just might not line up to be worth it right, right now. Well, and, and it does. It just it literally comes down to – um, what could you get, and how much are you willing to tolerate with it? Would you um, would you, know. you trade? Would you trade an established star defensive player 
for AB straight up rather than getting a first round pick? Uh, I think uh, it depends on the position and the salary and the state of the team. Well, the salary is not really going to be an I issue because, I mean, honestly, no matter, mm-hmm. almost. Almost no matter who you out. trade for, they're going to make less than AB. So the salary is kind so of a Von Miller, Von Miller, one side of uh, Denver, I've heard that thrown out there. Uh, Patrick yeah, Pearson's been thrown no. out there. I'm not fond of either of those trades at, at the moment, to be honest with you guys. What, what about uh, a young inside linebacker? But who? Uh, well, I, I, yeah. I, I didn't want to say a who. I mean, I don't, I, I'm just know, saying a position. If, if the we're Bears talking call about and they want to trade Roquan Smith, for him, yeah, I'm I'm signing up for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, that's not going to happen <laughs> because I I think. But don't we value the the linebacker position, especially right now, as weak as it is, differently than we would we would value, say, a cornerback? I think Pittsburgh in general values it more than any other team in the NFL. The linebacker yeah. position, yeah, and that that's what I'm that's what well, I'm no getting. No question. At. That's why you Joey know. Porter got fired. But yeah. I I think that both corner and inside linebacker are glaring needs and yeah i mean obviously the their their linebackers are lacking um in in productivity Mm -hmm. and uh you know either one of those positions would be fantastic if if they were addressed in a trade now it's it's absolutely going to weaken the offense so you got to think about it from that standpoint too definitely uh, you're listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. Uh, right now, if you head over to that website, you can get a Matt Murray, the goaltender for the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, themed T-shirts kind of based on the old uh, Mr. Rogers neighborhood type thing. Kind of a cool shirt. And uh, what's really, really cool is, of course, if you buy one, $8 from every purchase goes to a great cause, and this time around, it's the uh, Greater Pittsburgh um, Food uh, Bank, I believe, which is uh, very, very important. So please think about grabbing a great shirt and doing something good at the same time. Guys, the Steelers did have uh, some more stuff underway as it pertained to coaches just today, as a matter of fact. Um, They bring on Terrell Austin former coordinator with the Detroit Lions and briefly with the Cincinnati Bengals. And he will come on as kind of a special defensive assistant. I think this is going to kind of morph into something a little different. And I think that's what we'll talk about first. Uh, Chris, what do we know about uh, Terrell Austin? Um, A seasoned guy um, in the NFL who, um, from what I've read, he – produced a ton of takeaways with that uh, Detroit defense well, when he was there in that stint. Um, they were very good. They were the, the sixth best defense in the NFL, um, and, and they were also taking mm-hmm. the ball away a ton. That's uh, that's pretty crucial um, with, with what we need and it aligns with what we need. Um, I think the reason that they brought him on is with all of his NFL experience and the lack of experience in the NFL that uh, Bradley has, who we um, – who we brought on last, excuse me, mm-hmm. last off season. Um, I think he's, he's going to be a good mentor to him um, on the back end and take some of that, take, take some of the weight off his shoulders. Um, he's from PA. He's from Sharon PA. I actually grew up uh, about 10 minutes from Sharon PA um, and he went to Pitt. So there's, there's some connection there. I think um, 
it'll end up being a pretty good hire just because of the implications of um, with Bradley with uh, you know the, the mentorship and then also mm-hmm. taking the weight off his shoulders. Uh, so, so Ben, uh, comment, uh, give give me your comments on the hire, but then also, um, the, the Keith, uh, Butler, uh, uh, position switch position addition. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's, it, it's, it's been, it's been kind of camouflaged slightly. I mean, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been officially announced guys. So we can't, we're speculating at this point, but we're really right. not because it's already been. You know, the cat's kind of out of the bag. Jerry Dulac reported today that Keith Butler will likely be the outside linebackers coach slash defensive coordinator. Uh, Terrell Austin is senior defensive assistant. So he's not an assistant DB's coach. Right. He's actually above the DB's coach. He's the senior defensive assistant slash secondary. So he'll be involved in game planning. Um you know, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you were talking about the fact that uh, or the fact, the theory yeah. that that defensive coordinator responsibilities will kind of be split and divvied up um, and that, you know, essentially Keith Butler's getting demoted. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm sure he'll still get paid as much. I, I wonder yeah. who will call the defensive plays next year if that will be Tomlin or Austin or Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, you know, I look back at Keith Butler's resume as a linebackers coach. He was an outstanding linebackers yes. coach. Yes. You know, he worked with Joey Porter and James Harrison and James Ferrier and Clark Haggins and Lamar Woodley. And he's, he's coached some really, really good linebackers, you know? So, this isn't a bad move for the Steelers defense. You just kind of wonder what all the ramifications are down the road. It's good. Like, yeah. Uh, who, who's actually going to be running the D it, you know, right. is, is Tomlin kind of trying to soft pedal this a little bit and go, yeah, I'm not really demoting you, but I actually am, but I'm not really <laughs> demoting you. I'm just, I'm leaving you with a title, but you're not actually going to run the defense. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's an important distinction you made, too, because I, I see people all the time on social media. Oh, great. Now Butler's going to ruin the linebackers. Uh, people, Keith Butler has been, an out- I, yeah, have been an uh, he's been an outstanding position coach dating back to when he was coaching with Mike Tomlin at, at Memphis and Arkansas State. The guy has developed a lot oh, of yeah. really good talented linebackers so just because a guy isn't a great coordinator doesn't mean he can't be a good position coach we see it all the time at the college and pro level so you know slow your roll relax he'll be fine but as you as you said do they even check their facts before they say dumb shit like that well no they just they just tweet they just blurt it out they don't even look to see i mean they think that keith butler just all of a sudden appeared out of nowhere out of thin air and became a defensive coordinator without realizing that the guy was a position coach for like 12 or 13 years you know so again consider before you you start tweeting facebooking instagramming snapping whatever the hell you do okay um Outside of that, um, this week also, you know, we know that Joey Porter was was uh, not renewed. Um, almost Fired, to a man, every it. every every one of his linebackers uh, 
took to Twitter to kind of shoot down Mike Prezuda, um, who suggested Porter was uh, released in part because he pitted the defense against the offense in the locker room and, and made it very contentious at times. Um, I, I know I saw Bud Dupree, Ryan Shazier, Tyler Matikevich, uh, Ola Denier, Chick, Chick, uh, Anthony Chiquillo, they all, yep, they all st- stood up for Porter and talked about what a great guy he was and uh, about in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. So to me, and, and Chris, I'll throw it to you, to me this whole thing just reeks of what part of the whole problem is that these guys just can't shut their mouths and just take care of stuff in-house. Um, I understand the temptation that when a journalist, the media guy throws something out there, you want to you snap back, but sometimes you just got to let it go. Um, I, I, Chris, is, is, because I'm older, is that the wrong take? Is what they're doing, you're closer than age to these guys, is, is that more acceptable these days to, to defend your guy like that? I think what they did was okay. I think how they did it um, – mm-hmm. Uh, I can agree with you. I think saying like, you're a liar, you're spreading this, you're doing that. You're, you know, instead of kind of going at the guy, just say, no, you, you, you got it wrong. You know, he was a great coach. You know, what he did was awesome and he would never do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's okay. I, but if you're telling everyone that he's spreading lies and, and kind of really like um, getting in, in defense mode like that, um, I, I, I can agree with you where, where people can take the, the wrong way. Um, but I think what they did in terms of you know, defending him, uh, I think that's okay because Prasuda might be ruining Joey Porter's future career if he's spreading a lie. And if he is actually spreading that mm. said lie, um, you know, that's, that's not good. Excellent point. Um, yeah. So I, I think that it's good for them if he is telling a lie to really make sure to um, uh, nip it in the bud. Yeah, no, that's a good point about his his future coaching uh, endeavors. Ben, what what do you make of uh, of that? I mean, uh, is there? I, I always find sometimes the truth lies somewhere in between, or or is somebody uh, just completely wrong here? No, I, I agree with Chris. I, I think the way that they should have put it was, no, no, you got the story wrong. He he's not like that mm-hmm. at all. Um, I I think back to uh, Legarrette uh, Blunt walking off the field. And yeah. going into the locker room, getting dressed, and he was walking out of the locker room as Tomlin was addressing the team, and he was going to go to the bus and then get on the plane, and he just he wanted nothing to do. He'd quit. And Joey Porter yeah. was the guy who ran after him and said, "Legarrette, get back here, get back here." And he was the guy who made him come back inside and stay and be part of yeah. the team. So, you know, that's that's part of that when i think about the fact that they say no he was always about brotherhood and you know uh mm-hmm. he was a team guy team first um so i i don't really have a problem with them defending him they may have uh when they said he, that that mike pursuit was just making things up that's yeah. that you know that may have been overstepping a little bit but i don't really take any issue with them um okay. talking about that where i do take issue kind of getting to what you were talking about was them not being able to shut up. Bud Dupree also, you know, in top on top of calling Mike Pursuta a liar, also yeah. uh talked openly about the fact that there was beef between Ben and A B, mm-hmm. which is something that Ben and A B have both denied. Um you know, and Ben and A B basically are keeping to the code. You keep that stuff in house. You you don't yeah. talk about it outside. And 
Bud talking about that openly, I take issue with. That's something that should be kept in-house. He should not be talking to reporters about that. And this isn't the first time that Bud has addressed things Mm -hmm. that way. In fact, it isn't the first time that a number of Steelers players have openly addressed things that way. And it bugs the shit out of me. It's the biggest bone I have to pick with this team right now. Mike Tomlin has got to end his players will take care of player issues and coaches will take care of coaching issues policy. The captains aren't doing their job. Okay. Right. Um, All of that stuff should be kept in house. 100% of the time. We don't need to know about it. It's none of our damn business. Frankly, Uh, all teams have this kind of drama. This is Mm -hmm. the thing that people don't realize. All teams have this kind of drama. The Steelers have, it's just the Steelers talk about it. They put it out there. They put it on social media. They talk to the fucking, the press about it, it's it's frustrating to no end as a Steelers mm-hmm. fan and as a guy who who covers the team. It's ridiculous. And I, I oh, yeah, I could go on about this for, for yeah. an hour probably. But that's my biggest gripe with the locker room right now is that they don't keep things that they should keep in-house in-house. But I don't take issue with them defending Porter. It might be another reason to – to not or to rescind the tag with Dupree and say, Hey, you know, you can't be doing that. That's a, it's a reason why we're in the, you know, a certain situation where we're in right now is you guys are talking to reporters about things that shouldn't be, you know, it's a huge problem with the, with the locker room right now. Um, it's another, it's a, it's a knock against Dupree, even off. Make the field, an example. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris, that's a hell of a way to introduce that part of the show too. Um, we were going to squeeze in some Bud Dupree talk tonight because of the pa- the fact that uh, the Steelers, uh, you know, the league year starts March 13th, and they have to make that decision on Bud Dupree uh, as it relates to his his fifth year. Um, Chris, I, I know you're you're not a fan of uh, uh, bringing him back on at that price, right? It just doesn't seem worth it. If you run a cost benefit analysis like I like to do on on mm-hmm. decisions like that. Um, you know, what you're getting from him, is he going to put out $9 million worth of stats and, and impact? I mean, stats aren't huge. It's the impact that comes with it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think some of the some of the games that he plays in or majority of the games he plays in, he just disappears or he's, he just doesn't look like he feel, feels like playing or um, it just isn't beating the guy in front of him. And at that price, you got to be beating the guy in front of you. Um, I have the same grip with TJ Watt. I mean, stats are great, but at the same time, how right. many impact plays are you are you bringing to the team? And this team needs turnovers, and turnovers bad. Um, sacks are great, um, but at the same time, um, you know, turnovers are huge. And at that price, at nine million, you can get a um, you know a better a better guy in free agency at that price, perhaps, or even um, in the draft. Um, but at that price, you know, is it worth a placeholder? Is it worth you know, is it worth it? And you have to run that you know, right. that analysis. Um, you can't keep him around because he was a first round pick and your pick, and and this is that. And um, you know, you can't make that mistake. So, so Ben, whether they do or not, uh, well, no, that's not what I wanted to say. Um, what do you think they should do, and what do you think they will do? That's what I meant to say. I think they should rescind the tag, which basically mm-hmm. means releasing him. 
right. and making him a free agent and tell him, we'd like you to come back. If you want to shop your wares as a free agent, we understand, but you know, we'd like you to come back and, you know, here's our offer three years, 14, $15 million. And this is what we, you know, we're willing to offer, but if you get a better offer, um, we'd like to compete with that offer. So, you know, talk to us, come back to us. We want you to stay. We just don't, we can't fit a $9 million per year contract under our salary budget for this kind of production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, you know, speaking of that, you know, last year, um, this is the comparison I like to make because they're, they're very close in terms of production, right. but not exactly. Uh, Bud Dupree, 42 tackles, 11 tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, one forced fumble, three passes defensed, one interception. It was actually returned for a touchdown. So that's yeah. great. But Javon Hargrave, 49 tackles compared to yep. Bud's 42. Seven and a half tackles for loss compared to Dupree's 11, which, you know, is less. But six and a half sacks compared to Bud's five and a half. Uh, no forced fumbles, one pass defensed. But Hargrave played 413 snaps fewer than Bud. Wow. Wow, 400 plus. It's called beating the guy in front of you. Okay, exactly. It's called beating the guy in front of you. And you have to look at that and go, well, (laughs) this guy had 400 (laughs) more opportunities to outproduce this guy and didn't. Wow. Um, Do we really want to pay him $9 million a year? I know I don't. I do not want that. Um, So... I could go a different direction. And, you know, if Bud ends up signing someplace else for more money than the Steelers want to pay, then they need to sign an outside linebacker, which, you know, I honestly, given the production that that Bud put out, um, you know, he he played like 30 30 snaps less than T.J. Watt. And T.J. Watt crushed him in terms of productivity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 68 tackles, 17 tackles for loss, 13 sacks. Six force fumbles, three passes defensed. Um, you know, and and honestly, I don't think that Watts a star. I don't. I think he's a good no. player. He's a nice yep. player. I like having him. I'm really glad he's a Steeler, but he's not a star, not yet. Um, so I, I'm just blown away by that stat. I had not realized at all that uh, four hundred. Wow, that many snaps. more. That's that's incredible. Um, I, you know, I, I'm with you guys on this. The production hasn't been there, and despite what you you read from certain Pittsburgh journalists about, well, you know, I counted at least three or four times he was held on plays. <laughs> you know what? That happens every freaking game. And and for him, I can't believe that this certain journalist said that. I I mean. I, I, I just was stunned. I, I I mean, it's like the guy, the professional golfer who stands at the tee and says, you know, I would have hit 80 uh, more fairways this year if it weren't for the wind. I, I mean, <laughs> come on. You, you know, it just quit making excuses. The guy just it doesn't get the job done at the price that he's that he's paid uh, to do said job. It is what it is. Um, and, and we'll this see. But free agency edge class is actually very good. And I can run off some names if we have like a minute or two. We do. Fire away. All right. Um, I mean, don't uh, don't fire me here. Uh, Terrell Suggs, Zadarius Smith uh, from Baltimore, uh, Aaron Lynch, um, 
Shane Ray and Shaquille Barrett from Denver. Uh, Clay Matthews. Um, I'm not going to say Clowney or D Ford. They're not going to be uh, available. Yeah. Uh, Chicolo, goodbye. Uh, Brian Arakpo, retired. Derek Morgan, no thanks. Uh, Pernell McPhee and um, nah. Preston Smith, a guy from uh, the Redskins who I've always liked. Um, he, was he the kid from Mississippi State? Mississippi he State. Would be, he would be an upgrade to Bud. Yeah. Yes. It would depend on what he came in for. He's not a great True. player, but he'd be an upgrade. No. Up, no upgrade long to guy. Bud. A perfect um, placeholder until whoever you draft comes along and then we'll be Ola. a great backup at whatever price that he's ended up at. I, I, I think um, is great. I think uh, Ola's going to well, be a player. I really do. I think Ola's going to be going to be a player, and I'm really excited about that. He does things that remind me of James Harrison. I dare Very say. Very much so. Very much so. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'll just throw it out to you, uh, Ben. Uh, Terrell Suggs, would you take him? Well, if he's willing to play for the minimum, of course. But he's going to be 37. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, they've they've obviously made a conscious effort to get younger. And do they really want to sign a 37-year-old linebacker? I doubt it. But right. if he was willing to come in for the minimum, hell yeah, I'd take him. Yeah, I'm with you. See, yeah, Chris, what do you what do you think? Would you would you take uh, T Sizzle? Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. You have to throw away all the bull crap that comes with being a Raven at that point because he's no longer a Raven. He's <laughs> well, just he, he, you guys saw the comment he made last week, right? No, he he, no. Uh, he was he was being hassled by the the Baltimore media a little bit, and he says, "Hey, I'll tell you what, maybe I'll just go play with Ben." Uh, yeah, yeah, he threw that well, out he there. He and Ben like each other. They so. they do. They've gotten along for years. Yeah, um, and and, and I, it it was just comical. I mean, it, yeah, for a vet minimum, bring him in as a situational guy, maybe, yeah. and, and let him let him make some plays. Uh, uh, this uh, real quick, this edge class uh, can creep up to be a very good one. The Steers can actually fall into a uh, a really good edge rusher if the if the board ends up right. Um, which would be pretty crazy. Um, same with corner, and um, you know, it, it could be crazy. I mean, a really good top ten kind of guy can slip to twenty. Well, they, class. Chris, they got some help this week because you know Haskins, the QB, came came on board of the draft. They Kyler Murray has to make his decision, so that's two extra spots that a lot of people think are going to go above the Steelers. I I happen not to think that with Murray, but that's not my opinion. Um, but in any case, yeah, you're right. You you could get somebody to slip down there to 20 that maybe uh, somebody wasn't, wasn't is going to slip. And if yeah. I, I mean, I really wish that it was a class where someone like Derwin James was going to fall to like 18, oh. Oh. jump up real quick. Oh man, <laughs> um, it's I mean, you never know. Uh, a guy who you just never know can fall. Landon right. Collins was supposed to, be a, supposed to be a top 10 pick, uh, fell to 34. Uh, you just never know. No, you don't. Time. You don't. Uh, you and have to set a... yourself up for those things, though, with free agency um, and signing your own guys. You have to. Colbert has to knock it out of the park with with having the cap the way the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Colbert defenders can't throw that out there anymore. With a he's strapped to the cap and all this crap. You know, he's not this year. He's not. Well, we'll uh, we'll have plenty of shows to discuss it, guys. We'll we'll have some. They're, uh, they're going to have uh, about about. 25 million in space approximately if the cap comes in as expected. Right. And if they cut Bud Dupree, which I hope they do, and they cut Marcus Gilbert, they can have 40 million in available space, which isn't a lot of money in terms of, you know, where a lot of teams stand. 
but by the Steelers' standards, that's, that's an incredible amount of money. It is, and a One lot year, can be done million. with that. One year, forty million. Let's just bring Bell back. One year, forty million. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh God, hasn't that ship sailed? Uh, and on that note, we're getting out of here. You've been listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And hey, despite all the drama, go Steelers. Ravens suck. 